0: So did you have any other topics that you wanted to bring
1: well I, I guess you know and i was supposed to do homework but just like in college i didn't do it and so i'm kind of grappling <sighs> at the last minute to you're fine to, to, to do it oh trust me i know i'm, I'm the catch pajamas um <laughs> but I, I guess a component of it is let's talk about the, the, the social media as far as you, how you guys work within it or how you guys will plan to monitor it as 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 the kids get older. So I guess my my, my question is two parts. One is what is your social media strategy for yourself? Doesn't mean business wise, just what's your social media strategy for yourself? And B what will your rules be eventually when the kids get a phone, get a social get a insta face get a twitter machine thing like how would you guys monitor and look at that
2: you want to go first lauren or you want me to you go ahead all right so for myself (laughs) i take um mental breaks from social media a lot i'm actually doing one now um i deleted instagram i deleted twitter i deleted Snapchat I deleted all that. Um, I deleted Facebook. I they're still activated. I just deleted the apps. Um, I only allow myself to check Facebook, you know, like once or twice a day, just, I don't really post anything. It's just to see if I have any notifications. I'll, you know, scroll the timeline a little bit and then I move on. Um, I just, I know how I react to social media and things I see that I don't like. Um, I don't want to say something because I don't want to be that person, nor do I want to delete them. So I just remove myself from the situation. Um, And then, so that's for me. And then for my son, um, I joke about this with my husband all the time. I feel so bad for Tim when he's old enough to have a phone because first thing, my man is starting with a flip phone that he has to learn T9 word and all that stuff. Oh you gotta know that you hit, had to hit the two button three times to get to see, like he's what? gonna struggle the way we struggled. Um, <laughs> um, I'm also, my background for my work is in technology. So I always joke with my husband. I also feel really bad for Tim because he's not gonna be able to pull the shit that I pulled on my parents. Um, <laughs> I was very open with my social media with my mother. Um, She is not technologically advanced, um, but she saw everything I did on Facebook when I was younger or MySpace. Um, Wow. So she like, she Hmm. wasn't upset with anything that I posted. I'm not the type of person to post risque photos or anything like that. Even when I was younger, like, um, so I'm hoping that I will have that really or I hope to build that relationship with my son to where he's comfortable enough to where we could be Facebook friends. So I don't have to necessarily do what my mom did because my mom didn't have the social media. Um, so she would kind of just you know shoulder surf. Um, I hope to be friends with my child and see what they're posting and or if there's an issue that he'll come to me about it instead of going off or whatever. Um, and then, I mean, it's just a scary world we live in now with bullying and everyone feels comfortable yeah. enough to post whatever they want um, because they're not saying it face to face. So yeah. I hope to like teach Tim when he's older that if it's not something you would say to the person in the room, don't post it because yeah. I actually saw a video about this this morning, like um, that person that you're posting, it might not be terrible to you, but they could be at the lowest moment of their life right now. And that could be the last straw, you yeah. know? So yep. I hope to teach Tim and maybe hammer that into <laughs> his head, if you will, that you need to just respect social media. <laughs> It's Fair not going anywhere. It's it's here to stay,
1: unfortunately. Now, how, how, how long will the uh, self-imposed mental break last? Is it just a matter you'll feel it when you feel it, or
2: for myself? Um, I technically, I don't know if I'm going to bring some of those back because I just you know I'm now used to it where I don't feel the need to check it, and I like that. So I don't know if I'm going to bring Instagram or Snapchat back. Um, Facebook, I think I'll always keep around just because, you know, it is how I keep up with my family and things like that. So I can't really delete it altogether as much as I want to. Um, but it is how I keep up with, you know, friends from high school that I don't necessarily talk to. So I don't think I'll ever delete it. But I do like the only checking it a couple times a day instead of back in the time like back a couple months ago where I would literally pick up my phone every 10 minutes and just, you know, scroll for 10 minutes and then put it down. Like I was just so attached to my phone that it was sickening. Um, so I don't necessarily know that if I'll ever bring any of the, any of them back to the way it was. Cause so I just like how freeing it is now that I don't need to check my phone a million times a day.
1: Fair enough. That's, I think that's healthy. I, I... It's, uh, I, I wish I had that uh, that ability because it's not easy.
2: It is not. It, it was a hard thing to break.
1: <laughs> All right. So that's one. And I, and I think you're doing it right from the standpoint of taking a mental health, not getting into arguments with other people, definitely not putting salacious photos. I think shame on anybody. Truly. This is why I participate. Shame on anybody who would take the time to put salacious uh, flirty photos on their podcast. With that being said, there's an answer on the other side of it.
0: Well, anyway, so I guess mine's probably kind of different
1: because
0: <laughs> I um, am a musician, so my answer is just going to be different. Like, not, I, I'm going to sound try and not sound douchey when I say this. Um, I've like always just kind of expected my whole life to sort of be put out there because I've always wanted to be a performer, and I'm not under a delusion that I'm going to be famous. But you know as a performer you kind of have to put a certain degree of your life out there um and i've just always been comfortable with that you know what i mean like i write the lyrics to our songs so it's not hard to to know like my deepest darkest fears or the things that like made me the saddest or the happiest in life so why do i care if someone sees Um, a flirty picture of me or why do I care if someone reads a tweet that says fucking it you know like I just don't care um so for my own thing the only thing I worry about is just trying I don't put like I don't try and put like location based information out there where I think like like I have done like check-ins on Facebook um I would not check into my kid's school or anything like that but like you know People who are Facebook friends with me know a little more specifically intimate details about like my personal information, but I don't add just anyone on Facebook, you know? So Twitter, Instagram, things like that. Yeah, I'm still sharing my soul. Um, sometimes, you know, my, in- my Twitter pictures are a little bit, you know, hot, hot, hot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, and things of that nature. Um, I just don't, I just don't care. And I, I, like, I honestly do think of it before I share things. I do think of it in the scope of what, um, how would I feel if our band blew up overnight? <laughs> like, it's probably never going to happen, but you it could, you know, that's something you have to consider. Um, Let's say we're that one in a million and our band's like famous tomorrow. Um, Do I care if this gets back to my mom? Do I care if this gets back to, you know, whoever back home is going to see this? And I just don't care. And um, I usually am very open and share a lot of myself because I think that it will help others, not just to like parade myself around. Sometimes it's that we all want validation attention. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to justify that, I don't feel. But also, like, one thing that, like, I guess this is a little different, but, like, one thing that I've considered a lot over the course of my life is, like, if I were, like, a famous musician, would I pose in this kind of clothing? Or would I do naked photos? Like, you know, this and that. And something that I decided after breastfeeding, I started to hate my boobs. And I decided in that moment, excuse me, because I had seen – other boobs <laughs> on, like, Twitter and different things, and I had and seen different stomachs and seen different bodies, and I was like, okay, like, my body is okay, it's it's fine, it's normal, and in that moment, I was like, you know, if I ever got famous, maybe I would, Um just for the fact that I want people to see, like, a normal body, and I don't know, like, if I had that moment of feeling accepted, I want other people to feel that way, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I guess I'm just very open um, because that's kind of always how I've thought of it. Like, again, I'm not trying to be like super like douchey here and be like, I'm going to be famous because I'm quite sure that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of always been my I'm like, OK, worst case scenario, if everyone knew my name, they would see this information and do what I care. And I just don't. Um, so that's how I deal, you know, for myself and for my kid, I don't know, as long as he's being safe and, as you said, being kind, I've just kind of always felt like, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I guess it's it's his decision once he reaches a certain age. I'm just, I'm nervous about young kids on the internet.
1: I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I I for a long time. I was a manager of a real estate company and when you do that, you, you, primarily the, the residential industry is, um, I'm gonna say a good 60% of it is, is are women that work within it. And so for the majority of my tenure doing that, uh, most of my agents were, you know, women, older women, uh, or, or, or you know, moms that were just trying to get into the industry. And so I used to have an agent that worked for me who, who her kiddo would come into the office and she was probably about 12, 13, my kid's age, when she was coming in, and she was just this cute kid, you know, that comes in and she would hang out in the office and, you know, she would, while mom was doing paperwork, she was running up and down and and being a silly little kid. And, you know, you spend so much time with people that they become your family. And a few years after I met her, one day I was on the Insta face and all of a sudden I got a friend request. And, and I saw that it was her, and it was all for the most part benign photos of the kiddo. At that point, I think she was like 15 and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. It's something to, you know, I usually don't say yes or no to anybody it. Just like everything that I post on is relatively benign. But then this kiddo got to be 16, 17, 18. And I noticed right away that the, um, the photos were changing. Because like any 17, 18-year-old that thinks that they're cute, they start sharing more of themselves. And nothing salacious, nothing necessarily bad, but you can tell that the poses were different, that the mirror shots were becoming more uh flirty and whatnot. And so I deleted her off of the Instagram and, and I talked to her mom and I said, hey, listen, it's not anything against what she's doing. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong. But I feel weird as a 30-something-year-old having access to your kiddos' photos um, because I don't see her that way. you know. She, 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 she's like my kid. And, and, and it's something that you may want to monitor and, and want to take a look at because her instant face is open to the world. And I have access to it, but who the heck knows who has access to that? And whether she did or she didn't, that's their that's own issue. I think that for what, what it taught me is that you don't know who's looking. And so when it comes to my kiddos, I want to make sure that they are as mature and as developed as possible before they start sharing themselves in the world. Like you, I am not opposed to putting a shirtless photo online uh, or to discuss issues that are involved with sex or that involves my thoughts on religion or anything about that. The reason why my my Facebook or Instagram or Twitter have my name is because if I can't stand behind what I say then I probably shouldn't be posting it in the first place but I have the maturity of a 40 something year old to know what I stand behind I think it's very challenging for young people whose brains are still developing to then be thrust into the world of adults and then have them deal with all the bullshit that sometimes people throw at you because they just don't like their opinion and so as long as my kids are underage and until they start paying for their own stuff i like the idea of them having a flip phone or something that where they can access me if there's an emergency but at the same time not be thrown to the walls of online as far as you know lauren and in, 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 in where you come from i'm glad to hear that you have given it a lot of thought and that at the end of the day you decide this is who i am This is where my philosophy is on things. I am making decisions as a grown person about what I care to share and what I don't care to share. And that, you know, fuck it because I stand behind it. It's my likeness. It's my person. I can do what I want with it. And so I think it's just a matter of finding a balance for yourself. Um, The the world's going to judge either way.
0: Exactly. Yep. Uh, you you see how things our kids reach the teenage years, but it's scary how young it's already starting. So uh, we will continue to update on this podcast, Lindsay. Right? Like as our kids start to. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, did you guys have any final last things you wanted to?
1: Oh. Well, more than anything, I guess what I would want to know from, from you guys as being relatively younger younger parents is, and, 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 you know, it's obviously your podcast and like the two of you as moms. But I guess the question that I would have is, how do the men in your life figure into your parenting?
0: Hmm. Like, besides the dads?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how do... How does the dad come into play? Like, Because, uh, I mean, you guys spend, I, I don't know, and I could be wrong, but you guys spend the preponderance of your time with the kiddos. What percentage of the time do, do the men spend, you know, spend time, and what is it that you're, that you like, not like, uh, uh, of their interactions with them?
0: Hmm. That's a loaded question right now. Well, I'll, I have something, actually. Um, so seth is really good with oliver and very loving and um very willing to take him on like the weekends and evenings i'm with him all day so when he gets home i'm pretty much like can you take him he if he has to shower i'm like put him in the shower with you if he has to go to the store i'm like take him to the store with you <laughs> um because you know i haven't even been able to use the bathroom with the door closed all day <laughs> sure but um So he's really great in that way. But one thing that um, we had to talk about, you know, recently is that like as his primary caretaker, I am the one who isn't just taking care of him, but is taking the time to think about all those extra things that need to be taught and experienced for a kid. Like it was my idea to get him a zoo membership for Christmas It was me who had the idea to take him to the senior center for Valentine's Day because he needs to learn about kindness and old people. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like those kind of things that like enrich your kid's life and teach them more than just the ABCs are really all coming from me. And so I don't know if that's something that will change or even could change when, you know, he's not the one that's, you know, been doing that but um that is something that I brought to his attention so I don't know it's just an interesting dynamic that I noticed and that's probably um one of the biggest sources of pressure I think as um as a mom for me is to realize you know that not only am I in charge of keeping him alive <laughs> most of the time, but I also am in charge of like making him into a, a whole person and not just someone who, you know, eats fruit snacks and watches Almo. <laughs> right.
1: right.
2: Um, for me, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, make the dinners bedtime. Uh, my husband, I make sure he does bath time. Um, My son actually really loves when my husband picks him up from daycare because he gets a couple hours with dad that are alone and they play video games because that's what they do together. Um, It is kind of, and I complain, we've talked about this before on the podcast. It's hard as a mom who was home a lot in the beginning with the child or for Lauren who's still at home. Um we get the comfort of the child. So what that means is like, I get the one, I get the side of Tim that doesn't listen all the time because he knows that I'm still going to be there and I'm still going to love him. Um, There will be times where my, I have to work and my husband will stay home with Tim and he's an angel all day. And then as soon as I walk in the door, Tim, it's like, a light switch flips and Tim becomes the Tim that I know. And my husband will look at me and be like, he hasn't acted like this all day. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the Tim that I get every day. So now do you understand why I need time away? Because this is the version of Tim that I always have. Um, We get the Tim, I get the Tim or Lauren gets the Oliver that, um, what is the word that we always say, Lauren? There's a the, word for it.
0: I don't... I remember it, the thing that said they were... That mom is an emotional garbage disposal. That's it. Um, well.
2: So we get, like, all the emotions, and he doesn't... He gets to feel himself. Tim yeah. gets to be himself when he's yeah. with us. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves with my husband is... I can yell, raise my voice to Tim because he doesn't listen to me anyway. So even when I raise my voice, it doesn't matter. It just becomes a yelling match between the both of us. But the moment my husband raises his voice and goes from a zero to 100, I literally get so offended. And I look at Drew and I'm like, you do not talk to him like that. <laughs> and Drew will literally, he'll call me out. And he was like, you literally just yelled at Tim five minutes ago. And I'm like, but you can't do that. <laughs> no. I like feel that. I feel that. Drew
1: yelled
2: at me. Right, I'm like you. Yes, you cannot talk to him I, like that. And I guess it's because it also goes for the flip side of like Tim. Even though I'm his emotional like garbage disposal, he in a way is kind of mine as well. And it's like no one's gonna talk. I no one's gonna talk to him like that. So <laughs> it's really funny because my husband will call me out when I do that all the time. But no one is going to talk to my child like that besides me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess, yeah, I I get that. It's obviously, I have a different outlook on it. First and foremost, because my kids are much older. And second of all, because during those years, my wife was the one that was uh, with them when they were very little. Um, I I, I know coming home from the office from a long day and, her being just completely white and uh, for me to like be disruptive and doing my usual shenanigans didn't wasn't funny. It was funny for me, but it wasn't funny for her. Um, yeah, it's so weird being on the flip side of it now. Uh, but but also the fact that my kids they don't need me as much anymore. I mean, they spend the majority of their day at school. I'm basically the person that picks them up and feeds them and then we hang out at night but then they want to go out there and play their video games or hang out with their friends. I mean, that's where my kid is at now. He's out there uh, hanging out with his pals and he'd rather go go to the movies or go play in the park with his friends than be here at home with me doing the stuff that I like. And so, it's a special time that you guys have and for all of his challenges, I mean, I, sometimes when I think about whether we should have kids anymore or not, which we're not. We're not. Um, I worry. I mean, I I wish that I had spent more time being a dad, a full time or, or, or involved dad when they were very very little, because that's when they need you, and you could really spend some time forming them in my own image. and for the most part, although I still do that in a way, it's different now because they're their own little people. All
0: right. That's well, interesting. It's definitely interesting to hear that other side of it. So I'm glad yeah. that you're able to come on for us. Thank
1: you. Well, well, thank you for having me. I know that you know that this has been a long time coming and something that I've been looking forward to. And I hope I didn't monopolize too much of the conversation with my blabbing.
0: No, I think it was a super rad, fun time episode. Yes, <laughs> and it was nice to get the dad's side.
1: Well, yeah, that yes. you know, and, and, and I mean, how often do you guys have super attractive older Hispanic men on your show? So for that alone. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag you'd go at
0: 40. <laughs> hashtag, you go. hashtag chef Hugo.
1: That's right. Follow me there. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I had a great time.
0: We're glad. To Thanks. Thank you, you. Too. thank you.
1: Good. And, you
0: Signing know. off. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> bye.